0: There was an event, a community event, you know, for mostly for queer kids, queer teenagers, you know, and older. I think the age bracket they'd stipulated was twelve to twenty-five. But it seems to me, from the outside looking in, that it's just kids who like glitter and stuff. Um, but you know, it was a it was a a, a community org run event. I think it was hosted by Victorian Pride Centre. That was the building uh, in in St Kilda that it was hosted at. Um, but sort of uh, uh, run by a couple of community orgs, but certainly facilitated um, and formally hosted by Stonnington City Council. And, yeah, look, a bunch of events. Uh, there was photo booths there. Kids could make friendship bracelets, a whole bunch of year-end sort of activities for kids i suppose you know um bit of music playing there but you know one of the things that was happening was that there was a couple of uh drag performances or rather should i say family friendly performances by performers who wear drag you know get up and drag probably at nighttime at clubs and whatever you do occasional adult performances i don't i don't know and it, but as we all know that makes um, that kind of thing comes to the attention these days of a, a pretty motivated and mobilised far right apparatus, given an intersection of uh, far right Christian fundamentalist interests who are interested. You know, I suppose they're interested politically and otherwise in in in, in reinvigorating an anti queer, anti gay uh, uh, response. And these days, increasingly, that kind of uh, action that they do comes in the form of targeting uh, anyone wearing drag, labeling them as a groomer, or sexualizing children, and so on and so forth. Um, and then, of course, you you, you have a, a more fringe uh, people who are hoping to undertake a more uh, mobilized activist, you know, uh, direct response in terms of going to those... Um, Events and literally shutting them down. And we see that there's whole groups across the US and Europe which have been organised strictly around that. Um, the writing has been on the wall for a number of years. I've seen people targeting drank queens, story time events, kids in libraries. You know. Coming in a bit of makeup, reading books to kids, is apparently sexualising children. You know, this, this thing has been gaining traction for some number of years now. and It's really hit a, hit, um, a peak organisation these days. And so, because that's a very in vogue trend, what we have is the members of the National Socialist Network, who are probably Australia's most well known group of uh, neo Nazis. Um, they, they announced through various telegram channels that they were going to be targeting the event and they'd already done this for context a month ago they'd already attacked a particular public queer kind of all ages event um i think that what had come in particular to their attention was one young drag performer. What do they call them? Baby drag, I think, as in a young drag performer just starting out. I had to learn all this stuff, even though I'm very much outside, you know, I'm not queer myself and I'm very much outside of the community. But you come to learn these things when you when the people that you usually focus on, like the far right, start um, hate-obsessing over them. But uh, one young performer named Belial Bazaar, um, a young person who adopted a, a name uh, using a stage name using the Hebrew language, and, and to a bunch of raving, organized far right neo Nazi anti Semites, the combination of uh, uh, the allure of targeting queer people, labeling them as groomers and sexualizing children, and the possibility that this person might be Jewish, or at least they're not actually, but they used a Hebrew name. Uh, it was just, it just proved too much for them to resist, and so they. Uh, put all these banners together about a month or so ago and they Approach this event to try and harass people there. Um, they had banners about pedophiles and just disgusting stuff. I won't repeat here. Um, and uh, look, uh, you know, with absolutely no notice whatsoever, we and when I say myself, I mean anti-fascist commentators like myself with a bit of an online presence and a bunch of other queer pig and online personalities at very, very short notice, trying to arrange a bit of a, a protection response for them because the police don't really protect. Much of these things are kind of, as long as people, even if they're neo-Nazis who are uh, aggressively targeting someone, as long as they maintain a a veneer of civility, then the police basically just shield them, you know. Uh, So we knew that they wouldn't deal with the issue, and so we thought we needed to put more people peacefully, because this is a family-friendly event, of course. You know, you don't want to be upsetting kids even further, but we put some more people between the two of them until the neo-Nazis were were um, you know, just faded off into the bushes. So that was about a month ago. Same performer at this event, Belial wazar, and they um, organised with a bit of lead notice this time uh, that they would be attending. And so what we did, and again, when I say me, we, I don't mean, you know, Anti-fascist being paternalistic or patronising about the queer community—it's uh, indistinguishable, you know. Uh, 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 uh A response to these kinds of things, a community response, does involve anti-fascists, often many of whom are queer. It does involve, um, you know, people from the community. Some of the people involved in the event realise it's been targeted. So we all just had big discussions. And we decided that we would start to request that a lot of people put themselves between this planned little demonstration of neo-Nazis. Us thinking to ourselves, last time, a month ago, they only got about 20 or so of them. And we thought we need to put as many people as we can between those neo-Nazis and the event. Uh, obviously being very mindful, once again, to tell everyone to be calm and peaceful about it. We didn't want anyone coming out to be heroes. We just needed power in numbers other than power in conflict because we're trying to protect a family-friendly event. The really good thing is that it got huge traction online. So lots of people were interested. And we thought, OK, was excited to get pretty confident we were going to get more than enough people to be able to do the whole power in numbers thing that I suggested earlier. Um, but unfortunately, what happened at some point, a day or two after they announced, announced what they'd be doing and we announced our counter, um, the Stonington City Council said that they would be postponing the event um, which was very frustrating to uh, obviously everyone involved in the event. What I said very quickly afterwards was that, you know, online and what a lot of other queer people said and people involved in the event was that this sends a message that all neo Nazis have to do is to kick up a fuss online and then organisations hosting events like this for queer kids will cancel the event. They will run in fear from the people, um, you know, from, from, from a small pocket of neonatists. Um, and unfortunately, you know, for queer kids, they're not like a council who gets to cancel or postpone or delay uh, queerness, you know, or a queer community event. Queer people don't get to postpone their own queerness, their existence as queer people, just because we exist in a world where far-right people are using queer people to organise against. They don't get to do that. And so you kind of need councils to be aware that if they're going to to host events like this, then they cannot simply balk and change their minds once they get a little bit of heat, and particularly not when there is a sizable, peaceful community response handed to them on a platter, because what we did, we knew that this kind of thing would be happening again, so we all had big conversations with each other, and we said, nah, right, we cannot simply cancel like the council, Sonnington City Council did, just because, you know, the event is off. We need to show those neo-Nazis. We need to show anyone hoping to use the queer community as a, as a fire rod organisational uh, or media hype tool that we will be there in Melbourne or really anywhere in Australia in response to them. So we said, basically online, doesn't matter, everyone's still going. And you know what? Look, we about 200 people, and this is incredible, showed up outside. The event now cancelled, obviously. Some of the performers rocked up and did their thing anyway. People had a brilliant time. There was a grand total of five far-right scumbags who showed up and, sort of hid in some bushes over the other side of the road. So nothing too much to worry about, but I don't care if there was 20, 30, 40, 50 of them. We had 200 people plus show up who were all very peaceful, very on message, and very willing and prepared to protect an event like that. And you know what? We're going to do that again next time they plan to do this. And the time after that, we're going to keep on doing that because... Events like this need to be protected, you know, and that they need to be. But the, you know, the message I suppose is to to councils and the like is that they cannot cancel events like this because it says to clear kids that they have to hide, and we cannot we cannot accept messages like that in 2022.
1: Would the most productive thing not be for these government or corporate organisations, in, instead of subjecting themselves to questions of pinkwashing, to then liaise with the community forces, be they anti-fascist, pro-gay rights, pro-human rights, which are often, uh, if not always, the same people who are willing up, willing to show up in solidarity and support um Of these community events because clearly, as you said, there were only four, but these fascist, neo-Nazi, homophobic bigoted groups show no discrimination when it comes to what community events they actually show up to because it doesn't matter whether it was, um, if it's an indigenous issue or uh, Mm. like feminist issue, like they're showing up to everything. So in future would organisations or figureheads as you refer to them, of these community forces or legends um, be more than willing to be doing that and li- liaising with them to create, uh, well, almost to, to do the job of what Vic Polar meant to be doing or uh, other yeah. police in other states.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Vic Polar's job is to make sure uh, no one breaks laws when it comes to protests or that no one is to aggro or is defacing property. You know, they're, they're property monitored, really, you know, um, and civility monitors so they wouldn't have stopped neo-Nazis from very visibly using the event for media hype for the sake of it they're not going to what i'm saying is that they're not going to simply put space between the neo-Nazis in the event and they're going to be able to be allowed to intimidate people in the area so we needed a lot of people to put that space between them because police wouldn't have done it only community can do it but you know the community, the people that were organising, whether it be myself or the many other people who were calling for people to attend or whether it be the people who were organising there, we weren't being heroes about it. As I said earlier, we were all very mindful to tell people, and people would have done this at the, uh, at the time as well, we were extremely mindful of telling people, you're going to an event where there's going to be kids there. So you need to be mindful of that. We didn't want there to be heroes. So it was very evident, and it should have been very evident to council, to, to anyone hosting it, you know, anyone involved, uh, that that we were trying to be nuanced in our way. So that would suggest, I would hope, that the door's open. The door's open to actually start collaborating um, in the event that these things get targeted. And pr- I promise you they're going to keep getting targeted. You know, this is the big invoke thing of the the moment. That's going to keep happening. Um, we are going to keep announcing if those things happen, if those disruptions get announced by the far right. We're gonna keep announcing that we wanna protect the events. It would make way more sense for bodies running the events to then talk to those organizers. Get that confirmation. Perhaps perhaps it's a council's job rather than canceling as soon as there's a whiff of a threat, to to, you know, expect a certain amount of community response. Simply, you know, perhaps set up a cordoned off trail into the facility for people who actually want to attend it and then everyone who's just wanting to protect it can all stand around there, you know? Ultimately, it is that community support response that is going to be the only thing that is going to make it not worthwhile. And the Australian far right, the neo Nazis at the right, they are using these events for media hype. Because I can promise you those neo Nazis now are going to uh, announce, the event, you know, announce another counter as soon as they give another day. But instead of giving one or two days lead notice this time, they're going to give weeks of lead notice. They might be able to co up the whole freedom movement, which, as we you know, they all rally all the time and they've been indoctrinated into the whole anti-drag thing as well. They'll give them more time to arrange. You know? We will organise and counter to that. We need councils to not cancel.